Welcome to Could We Do That? It's a show where me and my friends Ayush, hello, and TJ, yo, interview some of our friends to find out what they do, how they got there, and if we could do that. Yeah. Better. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when you jet pump caps out and then it's like four hundred dollars in a night. But yeah, you know. that's brutal. <laughs> that's the one thing I really miss is well water so much. Yeah. I miss that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so why I moved the back. taste, man. Oh the taste. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. How are you guys? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, doing pretty good. good. Um, I know you guys started recording. Are you guys able to like clip recordings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we okay. do. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, good, good, good. You're gonna have to remove a lot of bullshit. But anyways, <laughs> um... okay. Yeah, we can. Um... Fuck, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me what what you say. It's and whatever you want right. to say. Baxi, you're even more zoomed in this oh. time. It just gets more and more every time. <laughs> Thank I God, a pretty face I can look at, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Was it worth the wait? It was, absolutely. <laughs> the face of could we do that right here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh you guys yes. should just get rid of that logo you have and slap Ice's <laughs> face on there. Boom, with a million more views. Come on. I make a living behind the camera. All right. Yeah. Behind the camera. <laughs> well, you're you're doing it wrong. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Let's not flatter him too much. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the size of this head. Can't get any bigger. Oh, your head's sure mine, can. dude. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, know why. It's so zoomed in. But all right. I don't know how this works because Yeah, Jake is supposed to be the one kinda oh, yeah. doing shit, but of course he's too busy eating oranges. Okay, we'll just wait for that to end then. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking ruin your life. <laughs> you done your snack, buddy? Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, give me one second here. I'm just gonna pull up the questions like I normally do. Good, good, good. Uh, you don't know the questions by now? Damn. <laughs> My pop? My top? Gonna pop. Right? <laughs> Who works on Sunday? I look behind my roommate. <laughs> no, he's not working right now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. work on Sunday now. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a ton of people. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, welcome to the illustrious Andrew Stewart. <laughs> yeah, that's um, not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Andrew and I have been friends um, since what, grade, grade five, grade four, something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we took uh, different paths in life. I went the corporate, super fucking ass kissing route, <laughs> and Andrew uh, went the you know hands on um, industrial electrician route. So we're going to talk to him today about that. And uh, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about your your job slash industry? Uh, all right. So. I am a 309A industrial electrician, uh, which means that um, the 309A classification of uh, electrical ticket means that you can do construction and maintenance. So I fall more into the maintenance category of that, um, meaning that I work at a factory and we have lots of different electrical systems 
that need to be maintained and fixed at any given time. Uh, we're a 24 hour facility, which means that uh, we have electrical and mechanical staff on hand at all times. Um, I have been on the shift rotation, which is extremely difficult, but uh, I usually am just uh, straight days, like eight hours a day, uh, Monday to Friday electrician. And as things break during the day, I fix them. That's sort of the the rundown of that. Um, what, what kind of facility are you working like, working for right now? Like, what is that? Okay, so I, I work at a particle board factory, which means that uh, we make the raw material that's in your IKEA furniture, basically. So um, basically, we start out with uh, all recycled material, which is actually really interesting. You cannot just take a tree and shred it down to sawdust. That's illegal. So we take all offcuts and other garbage wood from everywhere. I think I even saw a screen door, like fully screen door in the pile one day. <laughs> um, and so depending on what we get. So if we just get raw sawdust, then it just gets pro processed as raw sawdust. But if we get like a whole bunch of like offcut blocks and screen doors and whatever else somebody doesn't want that's wood, we usually put it through what's called a, like a hammer mill or a hog. And so that turns basically offcuts into sawdust at that point. We just smash them really hard. And uh, then we dry it. So wood comes in at about, I think it's between 10 and 20% moisture content. We need to bring that down to about five to 2%. Um, so you dry the material and then it gets moved over to the uh, particle board presses, which um, is what lays what we call a mat. So basically the, like a particle board panel is not just simply sawdust with glue in it, unfortunately. Um, it's, it's layered differently. So you have uh, three different kinds of sawdust, which I was unaware of until I started up at the, my, my job. Um, you have core material, you have medium material, then you have fine material. Um, so core is the biggest sort of roughest material. Medium is well, medium and fine is the finest. And because fine uh, has a better finish, you want the fine material on the top and the bottom of the board, not in the middle. So we we have two different kinds of presses but they both use wind formers um, which means that they blow all of this sawdust material into uh basically screens and it kind of sieves out the different sizes uh actively and then lays them down onto a very very large conveyor belt uh in a pattern of fine on the bottom then medium then core then medium then fine on top so then when it goes through the press, it comes out the other side and it's really, well, pretty looking. And then we cut it down to size from there. Um, one of our presses is called a daylight press. We call it the five by 60, even though it makes five foot wide by 56 foot long boards, Holy whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's, so you have um, a section that the wind former travels down that's 56 feet long or roughly that size. And it lays the mat as it moves so it's actually this ginormous um p like wind former and it's on a railway track which is actually extremely difficult to get and difficult to repair because it's such hard steel and it moves um down it and makes this mat uh separate and then when it's completed and the other three stages of this this 
uh, particle press are completed, it moves forward into the pre-press. So the pre-press kind of smushes it a little bit, gets it into sort of shape. And then after that's complete, it moves on into the actual press, which presses it and heats it and uh, cures all the glue in it. So at any given time, while the press is, that, that style of press is running, you have three mats on the one singular conveyor belt that's that they've just sort of been segmented from each other. So was your job then basically like you were maintaining that like the equipment, the electrical equipment that you guys were using for this stuff, like, and the yeah. lights and et cetera, anything that was being used in the facility, basically? Yeah. Anything that uses electricity, I've had my hands in it, basically. Yeah. So even the machinery and everything, you, you guys are doing a lot of work on that stuff too, huh? Yeah. Especially since the, all, a lot of the, our systems are over 40 years old. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. We, <laughs> it needs a lot of maintenance and a lot of uh, upgrading. So we've got everything from like hardwired timers to PLCs to, um, well, more updated PLCs. And by updated, I mean around <laughs> 2000, which is our most <laughs> up-to-date equipment. Um, that doesn't they, sound like that long ago, but it's 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it is 22 years ago, but oh, a, a lot has happened in 22 years, of course. Um, we're, we're still in sort of the preventative maintenance structure, not the... Um, like the uh, forward thinking maintenance, which is what was a system developed in like, I think it was 1970. So <laughs> oh it's God. not, it, it's difficult to put the systems in place because it costs a lot of money. And when you have an old factory, like we, we do like 40 years old, um, actually 45 years old now, um, there's kind of a reason why people say that factories only last for 40 years, because at one point or another, unless you have miracle workers for maintenance, uh, employees you can't really keep up with newer facilities uh one reason we have been able to keep up actually is because uh in michigan they built a particle board factory that was 10 times larger than ours is and then it promptly burnt completely to the ground and oh. they abandoned it so <laughs> um the demand is there and uh they attempted to uh, rectify that demand with a larger facility, not my company, a different company. And uh, it, it didn't work. So um, unfortunate, I suppose, uh, for Ikea, but we're, we're still in business. So that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so with the maintenance of the uh, machinery and such, I know you've sent me pictures before of you being in like really tight spaces and like getting into these machines. Do you ever have like any sense of fear going through you or like what if this thing just kicks on because some idiots walking by? And, like, um, There's definitely that. So to, to deal with the, the first part of your question, because it's, it's actually a kind of a two part question. Um, mm -hmm. If you are claustrophobic or you don't enjoy, well, don't enjoy is a bad word. Like I don't enjoy working in small places, but I, I can do it and tolerate I will do it. it. I tolerate right. it. That's a, that's a good word for it. Um, then maybe uh, working in a, as a factory electrician isn't really for you, unfortunately. Um, I've been in a lot of different spots. I've contorted a lot of different ways and uh it, it's not exactly that much fun. Um, so if you're considering being a 309A uh, maintenance electrician, maybe go for the more construction aspect of it if you're not 
a big fan of small places. Um, <laughs> but the second part of your question is uh, how do we remain safe in uh, like a factory setting when there's, there's so much energy and so much potential for danger. Do, do you practice proper lockout tag out? Absolutely. We 100% do at all times, um, including two in the morning when you'd rather be sleeping. And uh, so when you, when you have a shutdown, absolutely. Like when everything is being locked out, we have the operators come in early and they lock out all of their equipment. And then we come on and, and throw a lock on and they, they update us on exactly what has been locked out, where to go, where not to go, this, that, and the other thing. And they do, they do actually take it extremely seriously, um, which is good because I still have all 10 of my fingers, which I'm a big fan of. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I, there, there have been people that have lost digits at the facility I'm at while I have been there, which is unfortunate. Um, actually, I'm a, I, I do have a scar on one of my fingers because a millwright dropped a motor on it. So Jesus. that was a trip to the, well, it, he dropped the motor and my finger was near the nameplate, which is sheet metal. And it, mm. it got me basically. I had to go to the hospital and get it glued, which uh, the lady at the hospital was really nice. But anyways, <laughs> shout out to the lady at the That's hospital. Good. Yeah, she was, she was fantastic. Keep, <laughs> keep doing whatever you do there. And uh <laughs> So yeah, there's definitely danger. That wasn't a lockout situation. That was just a, you know, wear your gloves and stay away from millwrights sort of situation. Um, <laughs> Andrew, quick could you tip. explain a little bit about lockout tag out too, just for okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, I have locks um, that I own uh, that the company supplies to me, but they are mine. Um, that I am the only one that has the keys to. So basically, when you go to a um, a room known as a motor control center or MCC. Um, there are switches for every piece of equipment in, in your local area. And when you take that uh, like handle and put it into the discharge position or the off or the no energy position, there is a slot to make sure that you put your, your lock in that and it makes it so that the handle cannot be put to the on position while your lock is on there and no one can take your lock off of it. It's basically a signal to everybody else. I'm here. I'm working. If you turn it on, either I'm going to die or I'm going to meet you in the parking lot. So, <laughs> oh, man, that's so that's kind of, that's lock out tag out. It's, it's very standard across all industries. Um, there's even like lockout, items you can buy for um, like residential breakers at home so that if you're working in somebody's house, even though it's only 120 volts, you can go and just make sure that nobody else is going to turn things on. Um, especially when you're, you're in a, like a commercial construction project and you're getting to the point where there is power present, but people are still working on things and somebody goes to a breaker panel and just kind of flips something on because they need to, you know, play their radio or something like that. And you're actually working on it and it's now live in your fingers. It's not exactly a good time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But generally that's more 120 volts rather than 600. Like mostly what I do is 600 volt. Um, I have experienced up to uh, four, like 4,160 volts and as high as 
Um, I've been around 50,000 volts. Those transformers, wow. high voltage lines and stuff you were working with? or um, So we have 50,000 volts coming into our facility and then it, it, it gets promptly stepped down to 4160. Gotcha. So I've been around the 50,000 volt. I haven't been on that side because generally we hire people to do that, that deal with it all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we are dealing with that side, we actually have the hydro company come and disconnect the entire facility. Mm. So that is an, an aspect of being a... Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's electricity and is that uh, factories have a lot of electrical equipment. So like switch gears and transformers and things like that and, and things that you can't really access the inside of while there is electricity present. So usually every year they have what's called a power down day where hydro comes literally takes the wires off of the actual hydro grid and there is no energy potential throughout the entire facility. So you work for around... Well, my worst one was 21 hours straight to, uh, yeah, yeah. So I started at six in the morning and I went home at one in the morning and uh, that was just going through and making sure everything, it was all overtime, which was great, but (laughs) But still, (laughs) damn. you go through and make sure everything is ready to go. And if there are any issues in places where you can't commonly get to, you have to will actively fix them immediately because, you know, they want to turn the power back on and get back to, Get back to working. I believe that the figure for our facility was that every hour that we're down, we lose one hundred and twenty-six thousand oh, dollars. Damn. So you're moving. When stuff's broken, yeah. you're moving. Uh, you don't get lunches. That, that's another thing I suppose you should mention for three hundred nine LA electricians. A lot of downsides, it seems. Right <laughs> off the hop, uh, you're in tight spaces. You can work twenty-one hours of overtime, and when something breaks, you you don't get a break until it's fixed. Right. Right. Yeah, that's got to be more than stressful. (laughs) So so what made you get into that then, Andrew? What made you decide Uh, I'm going to be an electrician? Well, um, the problem is, is that that's a hard question to answer for me because I don't really know. Um, (laughs) The the problem. So let's start back in high school. Actually, let's start in grade five. I met Jacob. Okay, fast forward (laughs) high school. in high school, there, at least my high school, there was no electrical education whatsoever. We got one hour and a half science class on electricity where you just kind of take some alligator clips and a light bulb and make it turn on. And I guess something about my personality said, wow, I want to do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure what happened. Um, I kind of knew that I, I well, I, I felt like I liked working with my hands because where I started was actually a, a cranberry marsh. So a lot of physical labor, a lot of moving things, um, a lot of heavy equipment, like like uh, tractors and loaders and dump trucks and stuff like that, which I haven't had a lot of experience with since. But um, I knew that I liked being somewhere and doing the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be behind a desk and working Uh, and calling people on the phone and not actively being around people and not actively having my hands actually in something. Mm -hmm. So I said to my dad and my mom, I said, I want to go and be a tradesman. I want to be an electrician. And they said, Oh, but you have all these amazing grades in high school and you're doing so well. Why don't you go to college? And I was like, well, maybe I should go to college. And then the high school said, we'll go to college, which um, I think I believe TJ mentioned that he got the exact opposite. You, you said you really had trades pushed at your high school. Am I wrong there? Yeah. Big time. Especially the kids yeah. who were doing like college related courses. Like a lot of them were pushed towards trades. Okay. So I wasn't, I was actually in the university route. Um, 
and then eventually I, I got tired of having to put effort into school. So I kind of dropped down <laughs> to the college route. And then I, I had a teacher at the time who got really tired of the people in the class. So then I, I just taught his class for him sometimes, <laughs> which was a good, a good experience. Um, I mean, it definitely boosted my like public speaking skills, which is not useful in electrical, but it was fun. <laughs> and, uh, it's useful right now. It's coming in. It's good, good so far right now. I, I got three <laughs> dudes staring at me on the computer. So, um, where was I? Okay, so my, my parents said, why don't you go to college? And then I said, well, fine, whatever. So I enrolled in college and I got into the, uh, with Georgian College in Barrie, I got into the um, electrical technologies engineering program or whatever. So basically two years you're a technician, three years you're a technologist, and then after a branch course over to Lakehead University, another year and you're a junior engineer, and then you get to live in a city for five years and become a professional engineer. So hooray. Um, <laughs> never something I wanted to do, be a professional engineer, especially since I wouldn't be able to live basically in Muskoka. So that was never a big thing for me. But so... Uh, right after I got accepted into this course, uh, that was the summer of 2012, and I actually did get a job that summer with a electrician, so like a real life uh, residential electrician. And so what I did for the entirety of that summer was I dug trenches and I mixed concrete out of a wheelbarrow because um, <laughs> fun work, laying wire yeah, and yeah, yeah, all the trench digging, right? <laughs> so. In the electrical code to bury wires, which everybody wants to do when, you know, you have a cottage on a very fancy lake in Muskoka. You don't yeah. want wires running overhead. You don't want to show anybody that you get electricity the normal way. You have to go the subterranean <laughs> way. So the rule is you have to get 18 inches down in the ground so that you, you're protected. And uh, that's impossible in Muskoka. So the next best thing is you dig a trench as best as you can by hand because, you know, what, we have why trees is it impossible in Muskoka? Is it like heavily clay or like just tough rock, 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 rock. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just rocks. <laughs> rocks <much> rock. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just couldn't get through and it, it gets to the point where you're losing money on labor because you still don't, you're, you're down 10 inches and you got to go another 18 and it's been, five years or something like that. anyways point is uh, <laughs> basically at that point you lay the wire in as best you can and you start mixing concrete to put over top of it as mechanical protection um and then you right. just put the dirt back over it so that's what i did for two months and then i i kind of said to myself wow maybe being an electrician isn't right for me because <laughs> you know i i wasn't i wasn't doing anything really electrical i was just digging which was fine I didn't mind digging, but I was like, okay, so maybe, maybe my parents were right. Maybe I do want to go the more engineering route and not have to, you know, destroy my back for my entire life. So I go to college. I did college first two years, easy peasy, no problem. Like, I think the first year they like, this is a battery. This is a resistor. And like, I didn't have any electrical education, but like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure those things out. <laughs> nope. um, I think I even took, like, French, which I'm already, like, I took French till grade 11 in high school. I took French as, like, an easy credit just to, like, because you have to take general education courses. So I took French. I took, like, ethics. I took, you know, all the stuff that you don't have to really pay attention to. And um, 
so I got through that. And then the third year of like the, the difference between being a technician and a technologist, that was rough. That was, mm. that was a, a major step up. It was extremely difficult. Um, all of a sudden you actually had to use your brain most of the time. <laughs> it was hard for me. Like, so I, I highly recommend it because technicians don't get a lot of jobs or at least they don't get a lot of good jobs it's very difficult mm -hmm. to be a technician and not just be an electrician straight up <laughs> so i went for the technologist which i'm glad i did because um my understanding of electrical systems is good like i yeah. i excel at that especially uh computer-based electrical systems i'm i'm quite good at that i'm quite up to date on that and uh one of the funny things is in your technologist thing, you're, you're working with these pieces of equipment and they're like, oh yeah, these are old, these are outdated, you'll never see them. And uh, so then I got a job at, Pan, at uh, my, my particle board factory and um, they were like, oh yeah, this is our brand new piece of equipment. Of course, is what we were just working on in school that we were never going to see. <laughs> oh, I know how to work with this, like no problem. Yeah. So um i can't remember what the the question was to begin with but now i'm just rambling yeah ask me another <laughs> question <laughs> We're just kind of like, yeah how did you get into this this is perfect. oh yeah us yeah, yeah, yeah okay great, great. sorry sorry um no, okay. so then i i got I, part of the the georgian college route is that you have to do a co-op so like you get this super i have an advanced diploma technically which just means that i i worked some jobs too while i was at school it means nothing well, it, to somebody, it probably means something, but to an electrician, it doesn't, it doesn't mean nothing to me. Um, anyway, so I, I had to do three co-ops and they were all like a semester each. So like three months or whatever a semester is, I can't remember. And um, it's been a while since I've been in school or traditional school. Um, so you had to get apprenticeships. So while I was in college i was like wow i'm just gonna get a job with hydro one right i'm gonna get like this huge pension and all these benefits and then by the time i'm like 40 i'm just gonna spend like my entire day at like golf town like hanging out with my buddies <laughs> and do like nothing right so the next best thing i got to call up with uh, lakeland power at bracebridge mm. i got a taste of it it was horrible i hated it <laughs> i was like it was all like pole line designs and transformers and like i know that i was just doing the grunt work and stuff like that but i was in the engineering and mm -hmm. surprise i really enjoyed hanging out with like the linesmen which were doing like the physical part of the job but i wasn't right. allowed because i was in engineering so uh, one thing I did get to do that wasn't too bad was like locates where you have like a device where you can like find wires in people's yards and stuff like that. That was yeah. kind of fun. But so I did that and I hated it. And uh, so the next thing I did on my second co-op was I worked for Smart Homes Canada, which was basically computerizing houses, um, which isn't that's not an electrical um, discipline. It's kind of adjacent and you don't need a ticket to do it so the guy i was working with didn't actually have a ticket because it's all low voltage wire it's all like yeah. networking so it's like cat six and when anytime he needed an electrician he just hired an electrician to do it anyways so basically i made it so that you could do anything in your house or cottage because they were mostly you know rich people cottages nobody would have this in their regular house i made it so you could do everything from your cell phone uh turn on all the lights with your cell phone any of them dim them do whatever uh like even the curtains on your windows up and down no problem cell phone clickety clack whatever and uh so that was kind of cool and that's when i sort of started running wires and, and doing that sort of stuff and learning kind of the residential side of how to move wires throughout a house which isn't something you really 
you know think about but anyways um important to note too like that smart homes canada thing and and automating your your home that was before like products like the amazon alexa or google yeah. home existed this was like 2013 yeah. roughly. um so really the cutting edge at the time yeah yeah so yeah. um you know very expensive at the time of course but <laughs> anyways moving on uh i did that it was all right and then um <laughs> My third, my third co-op was with Panalam. Oh, whoops, cut that out. Uh, particle board factory. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, my my third co-op was with a particle board factory, like in an actual factory situation, and I was doing more of a project management uh, process technologist sort of job. My my technical title after the co-op was was process technologist but basically i was doing project management which meant that i got to sit at the desk and stare at the computer all day and do the emails and phone the people and i got really really fat and i hated it um i gained a lot of weight like uh if you're doing a desk job you gotta go to the gym you gotta watch what you eat I was still eating like I was in college and like I was younger and I was sitting at this desk all day and doing, well, I was doing work, but I wasn't doing any physical work. And now you eat fruit every chance you get, right? <sighs> no, <laughs> no, I can't afford fruit. I can afford that. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I have some apples or something around. <laughs> um, and he's like, I will so, show you, I will prove to you I have fruit by the end of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise as an electrician, you'll be able to buy fruit. Um, So I did that for about a year and a half and I didn't enjoy it. Um, I don't like talking to people on the phone. Uh, The only person I call on the phone is Jacob. And it's generally like 30 seconds, just kind of making sure he's alive. Um, I've got a lot of like sunken time invested into him because we've known each other since grade five. Like it's like an investment that I can't get out of at this point. So I gotta make sure he's still there. You know what I mean? Other people, not the same treatment. Anyways, (laughs) well, maybe my wife. My wife too, but anyways, Uh, maybe. (laughs) Jacob's pretty important to me though. Um, I just like cut that part out too. Oh, she doesn't okay. listen she to doesn't the podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's right. She was like, oh, oh, Jacob's doing a podcast. I was like, yeah, it's about like jobs and stuff. She's like, oh, great. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she just stuck her head through the door and then got mad at me. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so I, I didn't like that job. So I stopped doing that job. And I said, I just said, can I go to the electrical department? Like I'm an electrical technologist. I want to go to the electrical department. So they said, yeah, sure, whatever. So I went to the electrical department and I think like my set, I, I walked down there. I'm like, hey, I'm with you guys now. And they're like, what? No one told us. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to touch anything because like I was a technologist, not an electrician. Mm. So I did some random stuff for like a week. And then they were like, okay, do you want an apprenticeship? And I'm like, does it change anything that I'm doing right now? They're like, no, you just get an apprenticeship. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I would like an apprenticeship, please. So that's <laughs> that's how I started my apprenticeship and into uh, maintenance electrical. Yeah. Um, so how, how many hours was it? 4,000? Is that what it nine, is? Nine. Nine thousand hours. That's what it is? Yeah, wow, it's it's five out. years at 1,800 per year. Wow. wow. Yeah. Good yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, three levels in school, uh, eight weeks eight week for your uh, beginner, uh, 10 week for your intermediate, and then uh, 10 week for your advanced. 
Okay. Yeah. What what is that? Uh, what's the difference between that and like re- residential commercial? Are they they, they less hours? Do you know? They're the same amount. It is I nine thousand. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, most trades are nine thousand. Okay. Five years generally. Um. The thing about electrical tickets is that you kind of have your residential, which I'm not sure the, the number code because I've never been interested in it. And then you have your industrial, which is a 442A. And then you have 309A, which is a construction maintenance, which lets you do everything. So there is never any reason why you wouldn't do a 309A construction maintenance ticket. Right, right, it's, right. I don't know why other people would do anything else. I know people with 442A uh industrial tickets and then they go and get their 309a industrial ticket (laughs) as well um it's just not basically the 442a from the industrial side which is mainly my experience is that you can maintain industrial equipment period Mm. that's all you can do um but i'm doing the same job and now i can go anywhere yeah Mm. which is nice but the issue in that is that the 309A is such a diverse ticket that if you're not careful, you will run into the issue where someone will be looking for a 309A electrician and you you apply and you just straight up don't have the skill set that they're looking for, even though you have the ticket. Just too broad right. of a scope, huh? Exactly. So they have considered splitting it up. I'm glad that they haven't yet because obviously it's very easy for me to get a job. Mm-hmm. So that is that is sort of just kind of a subsection of that ticket, which is weird. But anyways, right. That's really cool. So can you, um, I guess, tell us what's your favorite part of your your job and your least favorite? I'm going to guess the people probably is the least favorite part. But (laughs) Um, actually, like, yeah, I don't like people. (laughs) But like, not the people I, I like the people I work with. You know what I right, mean? Right, because right. it's the same guys all the time. We're we're all buddies. We go out for beers. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's tradesmen. It's it's easy. It's fun. They make fun of me. I make fun of them. You know, <laughs> factories are a little bit of a rougher place, and I'm I guess I'm a little bit more of a rougher person. So mm-hmm. no issue. I get along well with everybody. Uh, so the the best thing about it, other than getting electrocuted, because um, <laughs> like that's great. <laughs> um, have you ever been electrocuted at like the higher voltages like 347 plus no okay no, good. not 347 plus but <laughs> 120 god. every week yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> been there buddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like coffee on a monday like no problem yeah oh, um, shit. <laughs> like if i don't have my tester and i have like a wire in front of me i'll just flick it to see if it's live <laughs> like if it's 120 like don't don't play around with 600 or 347 that stuff kills you but um like i'll just it's over in half a second i know whether it's live or not now it's not a good habit to be in maybe cut that entire section out use your use your test therapy pro safe. advice right here um <laughs> no the pro advice is i don't do this trick but um i know guys that they would like lick their fingers and then they would jump touch the wires and they're not technically grounded oh my feel God. the electricity and then let go before they land on the floor again <laughs> and they'd like do that to like 600 no problem like yeah. oh yeah it's big, brain. big brain big <laughs> brain <laughs> that's uh yeah yeah huge uh, jesus 
uh, I knew a guy that had been like short circuit electrocuted by 347. He was like, Oof. never again. Nope. Wow. That, that they always rough. say that's the most dangerous one too, because it holds yeah. you just well enough. It doesn't knock you back like 600 would and makes you yeah. hold on. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that and 347 systems, for some reason, they, they're always two phase systems with a neutral. So that means that basically when you turn off a 347 breaker in a panel, and you're working on the neutral that should be dead there's another circuit that is also using that neutral and that's where you get electrocuted and that's where you get right. hurt basically because it's such a wonky system to work on right yeah so you have to like turn off the circuit you're working on and also like the sister circuit of the one you're working on which some people don't enjoy because they're like why is everything off? And you're like, well, so I don't die. <laughs> and then we're not making money and it's an issue. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're, uh, well, I like, I like the diversity of the work that I do at the very least. Cause one day you're, you know, bending pipe and pulling wire and drilling through concrete. Another day you're making like brackets for your sensors. The next day you're, you're installing the sensors. Like there's a lot of big projects where there's a lot of different jobs to do, like start to finish. So like, especially in a factory setting, I mean, when you're, when you're in residential, it's more, you know, drill a hole in this piece of wood, put wire through it yeah, and terminate it at the other end and mount boxes and things like that, which is not too bad. A lot of people like it, but it's, it's a large reason why I got out of it too, honestly, it yeah. exactly that I wanted more diversity in my work, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, sometimes I'm working at heights, which I'm afraid of heights and it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> I was, I was in a man lift and I was, we have like those MCCs I was talking about before the motor control centers, you got to keep them uh, relatively dust free. I mean, we work at a sawdust factory, so <laughs> you do your best, but part of that is making sure that the fans and the, the ducting is clear of well sawdust <laughs> so i'm on the man lift i'm up over top of a building that you can't normally access you know clearing off this grate for this this ventilation system and a pigeon flies by i was like i am not supposed to be up here <laughs> i hate this so, um, but i i got better at working with heights because i mean you are all the time um all the time working at heights um not just in like uh, man lifts and scissor lifts and things like that. Stuff's just tall also. <laughs> like just taking the stairs or like the ladders, you're up like 300 feet looking down at people and you can barely see them. Oh, that's too um, much. Yeah. So you're just kind of hanging out up there working on whatever equipment you have to like take your phone out of your pocket. And I don't know about you guys, but like at 300 feet, I experience extreme anxiety taking my phone out of my pocket because it's not going to survive if I drop it and I need a flashlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or like the other thing is that like, I'm not the newest apprentice like i have seniority so if i need something i'll just call the other apprentice and be like bring me the stuff i am not going down 300 feet to go back up 300 feet <laughs> like just bring me what i need so you, that is another thing you kind of like need your cell phone across a 550,000 square foot property that you you know maintain um so you open up a box and you drop the screws <laughs> okay oh. well <laughs> There's that. 
<laughs> so now you're looking at this box and you got nothing to close it with and you're like uh, does it look like it's gonna rain or am i duct taping like what am i doing with this now you've got like a little bag of tools because you didn't bring all of your tools and you like look in there and it's not a screwdriver that you have you're like okay well i guess i'll leave and come back i don't know <laughs> that's part of wow. it definitely um cardio stairs ladders oh yeah <laughs> uh we have like bikes that you put your tools on so you don't have to carry them everywhere and you you get places faster so it's like a regular bike but the front has like a, a flat deck with two wheels on each side oh that's neat yeah it's super nice um so races with those of course <laughs> no, i'm kidding but like Classic. you're biking around and if you don't maintain your bicycle it gets mm -hmm. difficult and you start to lose weight. So anyways, it's <laughs> you definitely stay well. And you have to stay thin to, you know, get in those small places that I talked about earlier. Fat electricians don't do well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, so I like the diversity. I really like the diversity of, of like what I'm doing, um, especially like the different machinery that you get in a factory because, like one thing that we just did was we redid an entire auto strapping system because those basically when we ship out particle board, they're in stacks of like 30 and you need to strap them together so that they're not just basically a giant deadly deck of cards. <laughs> so um, maintaining that piece of equipment to strap board, like it's not particle board equipment, but it is integral in shipping particle boards you have to fix it and we just did a, a project where we converted from metal straps to like a uh, like a plastic poly metal reinforced strap um which is stronger somehow i don't know science anyways <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so like switching to that is stronger and it's cheaper and uh also the way you secure it together is different it's not as sharp so it's less dangerous like because it's not metal it's just plastic and you just kind of melt it together with like a friction sort of weld thing anyways big project to convert our old piece of equipment that uses all metal to a new piece of equipment that uses all plastic and then you're like okay we're gonna do this big upgrade so you send that out to all the supervisors and the supervisors go oh it'd be really great if you did this it'd be really great if you did that <laughs> so now we're away from like a three-day project we're into like five years so <laughs> not five years like a month but and then they're like okay well we can't shut down for that long so can you guys do weekends we go no so <laughs> yep absolutely know, not. <laughs> uh, I'm not i'm not doing it. um if you are on like the shift then you are doing weekends you like work every second weekend um like the 24-hour rotation puts you on every second weekend oh. you go from like monday tuesday days to friday saturday sunday nights to wednesday thursday days to monday tuesday nights it's called the continental it's horrible um <laughs> so but that is also like a part of being uh, like a shift maintenance electrician, unfortunately, is that that is a common one. Um, hopefully you get a better shift. Um, if you go up to like Baffin Island into like the mines, you do like two weeks of days and then you have two weeks off and then you do like two weeks of nights and then you have two weeks off. Yeah. So some people do that. You make a lot of money. You save a lot of money because you're not spending any money because you're Baff an island in an iron mine and there's nowhere to spend money and they give you all your food <laughs> and you get fat because the food is free like, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've talked to an electrician that did that for a very long time yeah, yeah. All right, next cool. question <laughs> speaking of money i mean what, what kind of uh, pay can people expect in a position like that 
so as a um like at my factory we get 33 dollars an hour as uh like a trade electrician and we can't entice people to work with us for that amount that is low i believe that i'm surprised wow. honestly i thought it was gonna be yeah. higher when you said that. well because it's north right we're we're farther north so yeah. it's just they're not unfortunately anybody who's an electrician in muskoka currently has a job and can't be enticed with that amount of money to leave their current job because well sure. you're comfortable after however many years and 33 dollars an hour is not enough to convince somebody to sell their house in toronto try and buy something in muskoka and then you know work there so yeah. we're short yeah we have no electricians so what, what are the apprentices getting coming into that um first year apprentice looking like first year apprentice are getting like 40 percent of that if they follow the ministry rules that is the the big hit is that you make 40 percent of whatever the tradesmen are making yeah. um mm -hmm. by your fifth year i think you're making 80 percent uh i didn't do that because my my facility had a different scheme sort um i started at well i should have started at 80 percent of uh, 33 dollars so that was good and then it goes up by five percent for every uh level of uh education you finish okay but that's uncommon that's not the the regular way of doing it usually it's 40 percent, and then every year that you complete you get 10 percent more up to 80 percent. okay so yeah interesting um, definitely something you would want to do maybe while you just like, like that's sort of the push is that if you don't go to college and you don't accrue all this debt then you can actually do 40 percent of you know tradesman's wage which is right. right i think that's lower than minimum technically so they have to pay you minimum at the very least yeah um mm -hmm. i might have my numbers off that's what it said on my paper but again they didn't even use that Right. So, yeah, yeah. and then I also was a technologist, so they jumped me up a bunch because they, they like accredited me hours for being a technologist. Um, but you definitely get paid more than minimum. I mean, you're training yeah. to be a tradesman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but minimums sure. jumping around, and you know, uh, trade wage are jumping around. So who knows what's going on these days? <laughs> um, well, that's good. But, yeah, that answers that pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So um, what kind of advice might you give to somebody who's, who's starting along this path of um, a 309A uh, electrician? I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> along the path of a 309A electrician. Um, diversify as much as you can. Uh, it's, it's hard. This is going to conflict. Like experience from a distance as much as you can with your journeyman, because it's not always safe for you to have your hands in there as an, ex an inexperienced person. You know what I mean? So you need to watch and you need to see and you need to learn what's going on. And of course, if you're just bending pipe, then it's not dangerous. It's not live. It's just a piece of pipe. Um, every good piece of advice. Everybody screws up bending pieces of pipe and art form in itself. <laughs> it's not is, easy. <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's three dimensional. It bends your brain around weird. Benders aren't made like like they're made as best they can, but they're not intuitive to use one of my 
specialty skills that I don't put on my resume is my ability to get scrap pieces of uh, like bent pipe that are wrong to the scrap metal without anybody noticing. Like I'm really good at that. It is an art form of mine. So, so that nobody knows how many times I've screwed up one piece of pipe. Um, and then, so basically learn as much as you can while not having your fingers in places because sometimes especially in an industrial setting you're with a journeyman and unfortunately they're not exactly telling you what they're doing because the company is losing upwards of $126,000 an hour and their job is to fix it immediately mm. so ask questions after the fact is is a good way of going about it don't try and bother them while they're doing it, just try and absorb everything that's going on and maybe what tools you need to buy and, you know, go forwards from there. Um, other advice, uh, make sure you get your documentation signed and uh, up to date. I know everybody tells you that. I didn't, obviously, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> reasons, but make sure your, your documentation is up to date. Do the, the legwork to keep your, your documents up to date just in case. I mean, it's five years. A lot of things change in five years. Mm -hmm. So uh, like my factory is 45 years old and they only last for 40. So it could have just <laughs> shut down. And it doesn't even matter if it looks like you're making money, they'll just shut down a factory if it's old mm -hmm. sometimes because to like an investor or a shareholder or even just corporate office, it's not worth it anymore to keep a satellite base up in Canada when you're an American based company. Mm -hmm. So make sure you get everything signed. People don't like signing things when you're not there anymore. Um, do your schooling, pay attention, uh, hang out with the smart kid in the class, you know, the normal stuff. <laughs> um, I didn't have an issue because I was already a technologist, but to a lot of people, you're going to come into school and be more of the residential side of um, a 309A uh, ticket. And you're not going to really have the understanding of what a, what a motor contactor is or what a PLC is or why any of this really applies to you or how ladder logic really interacts with anything, even though it does interact with everything, you just have never had it represented to you like that, basically. Um, you're really good at putting switches on the wall. You're really good at running wires and that's wonderful. You can make a lot of money with that, but unfortunately to get through school, you need to know how to bend pipe and do fire alarm systems and do all of the other auxiliary diverse stuff that you got to do to be a 309A electrician. Um, a lot of guys like, um, one, one gentleman I worked with, he installed solar farms. So when he came to our factory as a 309A electrician, he was a commercial 309A electrician. So he knew how to run pipe and install solar panels. And that doesn't make a good troubleshooting industrial factory electrician. Sure. Uh, he said the last time he touched a PLC or programmable logic controller, which is the basis of a lot of systems was in trade school and he was 50 years old. So wow. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he, you, you gotta, school is probably the point where you're going to experience most of the things that you might come up against before you mm -hmm. are actively in it as an electrician. And that is your job to use it. So right. Pay attention and get good grades. Stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. You know, the good stuff. <laughs> fair, fair. Good advice. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have any other questions? Yeah, pretty well. Just, um, yeah, what do you have planned for the future, Andrew? What's the next step? 
Uh, my next step uh, is uh, diver- diversifying. Actually, I've kind of taken a step back from the the industrial lifestyle. Um, I had a big change in my life about six months ago. Um, I had a daughter. Her name's Oakley, oh, congrats, and she's wonderful. Man. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> just looking at the the direction I was going with um, the you know, the, the shift rotation and the working weekends and the working nights, I just had to take a step back and think maybe I'm not, you know, single and young anymore. And (laughs) I don't want to do that. Basically I want to be here and, and more attentive to my daughter, of course, especially with the times we're in and maybe what's, what's going to happen going forwards. So I really put her at my, my priority and my forefront and we are going to like have a second kid too. So like whoever's next, like we're, that's my, that's sort of my directive. So uh, this is a complete left turn, but um, <laughs> I, I'm good at farming too. So I have chickens, like I have bees. Oh, cool. Um, I'm starting up a hobby farm. Like uh, I was able to uh, purchase 65 acres and sort of take all of the knowledge that I've learned through electrical and being able to build things, which is something that you just kind of accrue as you do a trade. You kind of mm-hmm. dabble in other things that are Absolutely. trade-like um, and really kind of push that into another skill that I'm, I'm half decent at. Um, I've also been moving into more residential side, but not just residential electrical, like more into the... Um, just being general building like tiles and and things like that because when you can do one set of a skill which of mine is electrical like i can run wires and mount boxes and hook stuff up until the cows come home but being able to um you know put in a subfloor or renovate a bathroom or you know do all those sorts of things and just general building knowledge so that's kind of where i've sort of swung to which is good because i can tailor it to have my own time to work on my farm yeah. whatever i'm doing there and then also have time for my daughter and also have time for work and kind of mix everything and bounce back and forth and it's been really fun actually that's really cool man we both have yeah. very similar stories and aspirations <laughs> i can relate a lot to what you're saying man yeah that's, that's awesome it's good. good i uh i think i gathered that from your your previous episodes which <laughs> i'm a big fan of of course it's, it's, it's nice having somebody who listens to <laughs> yeah <laughs> one guy here i am <laughs> our, uh, our entire listener base <laughs> So who's going to listen to this episode? Uh, maybe my wife. I don't know. <laughs> but I think Jacob's mom listens. I think she's yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah she so does. Yeah. I, I, I listen too. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I'm sure my grandma. Yep. Nice. Oh, nice. No, I've, I've awesome. like told people about your podcast. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. They, they, awesome. they thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if they actually listen, but, uh, like yeah. listening to it and they're like what's going on you know how people are yeah. they want to talk to you which is horrible um <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh yeah this is could we do that they they ask the question whether they can do things and usually the answer is yes so go <laughs> people are far too generous with us <laughs> yeah it's great segue into our next question yeah there we go. so andrew yeah could we do that I assume TJ 100%. Uh, yes. Because you don't know us well enough. No, no, I've heard what TJ has to say. And I mean, 
I'm pretty sure Ayesh could figure it out. I know Jacob like down to the core though, and it's a definite no. <laughs> it's just complete no. He likes to talk to people far too much. He's, he doesn't like tight spaces. Like, yep, yep. You know it. He's generally too happy. actually he he called me and he's like hey i got this little bit of electrical to do at my house do you want to come over i was like oh yeah i'll just drive two hours to your house and do electrical (laughs) for free for you and i did i did do that so hey man i provided pizza and beers okay (laughs) do we need to get into the pizza story well which one (laughs) no there's only one pizza story so we order pizza right and it's on its way and like this is my only reward for coming (laughs) driving two hours and like working till nine o'clock at night is this this thing and the pizza gets there oh and i was like jacob you gotta you gotta pay for this pizza like i'm not paying for it and he's like yeah yeah it's cool it's cool like it's all good so we get the there's three pizzas coming in the door and they screwed up mine they like didn't give me my pizza. It was like double of like somebody else's pizza. Oh, fuck so Christ. then he like goes on his app and is like, hey, it's it's wrong. And they yeah. refund him. So, <laughs> so he's got his money back. You I'm don't have here and I don't have my pizza. I drove two hours for. You've done the work I and don't, you don't yeah. get the pizza. So I didn't get the pizza. But we watched a oh, sick movie God. and it was super fun. So, and I, got, <laughs> I, mean, I got to hang out with Jacob. So like participation ribbon for me, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's now everybody's going to think I'm cheap. Well, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Andrew. That was yeah, a no problem. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, this, is the part pleasure, where I, this is the part where I say thanks for having me like everybody else, right? Yeah, you can if you want. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> no, you're, you're welcome. It's okay, we'll, we'll, we'll cut you're it welcome. out. Well, I, I will edit it in. I I'll, I'll cut it, it out. Yeah, just, yeah. Perfect. The last little bit is just somebody else's voice saying yeah. things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like, I, here you go. Thank you. But if you, <laughs> I'll know you guys are liars now. <laughs> I just cut this out. I'll, I'll give you a really good quick like clip. Thank you for having me, but I don't actually say that. <laughs> I don't mean it, but yeah, yeah. You make your own choice, and I'm gonna judge you accordingly. <laughs> oh, this is oh my lord! Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, it was All a right. pleasure, Andrew. All thanks, right. man. This was yeah. fun, gents. Thanks, it was nice Andrew. to meet you yeah. too, Jacob. Whatever. Um, <laughs> You've seen him enough. Yeah. A lot, actually, <laughs> like a whole yeah. ton. Not the entirety of high school, but. <laughs> Oh, come on. I well, was just doing things. Once or twice. We were both doing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just doing things. Fucking hell. Dude, things have things. names. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, they were uh, spar. He was like part of student ki- parliament because he was one of those kids. Oh, nerd. Yeah, <laughs> he was a nerd. Uh, he actually, I did like... the morning announcements, man. That's a, an oh, essential function. That sounds right. bigger, nerd. Yeah, you did that actually with, uh, I don't know who else. I didn't even remember that you did that, honestly. Yeah. Get God, son. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I got got. I was too busy um, like I having a job God. and like moving forward with my life, like not on student parliament. Being a productive part of society. Yeah, yeah. I had a job oh, when I was 14, God. so I was too busy for him, I guess. Yeah. Well, you had a job when you were 14, too. Oh, yeah, that was in your podcast. <laughs>
this yeah. guy like what a trip but guys like it's just like oh yeah. yeah could we do that and then you just talk about yourselves for three episodes like <laughs> <laughs> wonderful <laughs> i mean it kind to... of speaks to me and jake in a nutshell right there any chance yeah. <laughs> for an hour yeah we'll take it <laughs> yeah no problem anytime we couldn't, we couldn't find anybody else to be on it yeah, so yeah. we were like fuck it well, we I just mean, gotta do it ourselves it's a good start but when jacob comes up to me and he's like hey do you want to be in season two he's like yeah i could be a narcissist for 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>